Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kushbu and I am your host. I am a mind-body manifesting coach and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. I am committed to helping you tap into the infinite power you hold when it comes to intentionally creating a more abundant life that gets you jumping out of bed with so much excitement. Over here, we chat about all things mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health to help you constantly manifest bigger and better for yourself. Grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. My name is Kushbu, and I am your host. On this podcast, we chat about all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development, and the whole crux of this show is for you to realize how much power and potential you walk around when it comes to creating outcomes you actually want to experience in your life. No more hustling, chasing, aimlessly wishing, praying, and hoping, but instead knowing exactly what you need to do in order to draw in outcomes that not only feel good, but literally have you jumping out of bed. And especially now, there's so much conflicting advice in terms of how to manifest. It can be very overwhelming. And as a result, we get stuck in a state of inertia. But with this podcast, I really try to break down the process of manifestation in a way that you can actually walk away with tangible action steps and actually start creating slight shifts internally so that you can see the massive shifts externally reflect back to you. And as I record this episode, it is a Sunday morning, and I'm going to share a quick little recap of how my morning has started. And then we're going to dive into the core of what today's episode is. And it's all about how to raise more self-aware, more conscious and happier children. But before we get into that, so today was such a reminder about why it's so important to have a morning routine and why it's such a bad idea to turn on your phone before you've done your morning routine. And normally I'm very good about sleeping with my phone in airplane mode. And then I'll wake up do my gratitude, do my meditation, a bit of journaling, and then I will switch on my phone. But being a Sunday morning, I was kind of feeling lazy. You know, I woke up, I was lazy in bed. I'm like, let me just switch my phone on. Open my email, received an email, which was very, very triggering, brought up so many old fears and just really threw me off the edge. And my whole energy was literally zapped. And I woke up feeling so much fear and stress, I had a bit of a cry. I spoke to my mom and luckily she helped me see the situation differently. But the reason I share this is because when we wake up, we are a clean slate and we get to decide what do I want to feed myself? Because whatever energy I start my day in, that is setting the tone for what the rest of the day entails and the momentum that we build on it. And luckily, after doing so much work on myself, I was able to recognize me going back to an old fear, old story that was being triggered within me. I wasn't feeling safe in my current environment because of the email I received. And I literally had to, after I addressed the issue, I switched my phone off. I was like, I, I just need my need, I need to be alone. And so I switched my phone off and I did my morning routine. I reparented myself essentially i did the necessary work on myself i journaled a bit longer i meditated for a few extra minutes just to get me back to a feeling of neutrality feeling peace and essentially being able to re regain control of my day and that is what it's all about is 
developing tools to handle the curveballs in our lives so that we're able to break unwanted patterns so that when all fears, all insecurities, all doubts creep in, we don't feed them, but instead we recognize what's coming up and we we choose again. And we choose again when we step into a different version of ourselves. That's how we can change our circumstances around very quickly and also experience a new result because you cannot be a different version of yourself and experience the same circumstances that you've always been experiencing. And that's the amazing thing about this kind of work is that it all boils down to a single decision, single choice. And we think that we have to make big changes in our lives or transformation requires months, but even the slightest difference in terms of how we show up, even just the single choice not to feed into our fears and old stories, that is how we break unwanted patterns. And Literally, in these kinds of moments, I just was so grateful to have the tools to help me, you know, bounce back very quickly. And that's the thing, right, is that we all face issues. We're going we're gonna to dip. That's normal. But what matters is our bounce back rate and how quickly can we recognize what's going on and choose again. And for today's episode, I wasn't actually planning to record a podcast episode, A, because Sundays are usually the one day where I give myself or I try to avoid being on my laptop and doing any work. And B, Sunday is just in my pod- podcast recording day, but I was feeling very inspired after a conversation I had yesterday with a cousin of mine. And I think it's very relevant to a lot of my listeners because I know a lot of the people who listen to my podcast episode are either moms or planning to step into that stage soon. And I've also been receiving quite a few questions lately in terms of, do I work with kids? Is it something that I would be interested in doing? Because I think now we're all just so aware about how important our mental and emotional well-being is. And also just, we want to give our kids the best tools, right? And what better way than to empower your kids from a young age with the tools that they can create anything they want to be, do, or have, and really give them that sense of power, the younger, the better, right? Well, what I will say is, do I currently work with kids? As of now, I don't. Is it something I'm planning to do in the future? Yeah, why not? We'll see. You know, let me, we can cross that boat when the time comes. But who I do work with and I work with a lot is I work with a lot of moms. And if you want to raise healthier, happier kids, it starts with you. And I have so much joy working with moms, especially because a lot of times the moms who reach out to me while they have different areas in their life that they want to change, one of their core motivations for even investing in themselves, one of the reasons why they've decided, okay, enough is enough. I need to now give myself the same attention and love I give to my husband, to my kids, is that level of joy just to see someone take back control of their life and give themselves the same love and care that they give to the world around them is just such a beautiful thing to watch. And I'm not going to discount the joy I get from working with other clients, but what I will say is that the joy that comes with working with a mom is honestly something else. And here's the thing is that if we are truly committed to creating a more conscious and self-aware world, then we need to start with ourselves. And that's how we create a ripple effect. When one person changes, it has a ripple effect on the people they surround themselves with, who then those people surround themselves with. And suddenly we're just leading a more fulfilled and creating a more self-aware world. And so anyways, this conversation I had yesterday, it just really got me thinking, especially while I don't have kids yet, I have had much 
experience of helping parents change their dynamic with their children. And that's why we just had so much to talk about. And, you know, as on, on those kinds of conversations, I'm always thinking to myself, oh, I wish I just had like a podcast mic here right now so I could just hit record and people could hear this. But anyways, so I woke up today morning after my little <laughs> craziness and then after coming back to stay in neutrality, I felt very inspired to record this podcast episode. So long story short, here we are and we're going to talk about how to raise more self-aware and fulfilled kids. And what I will start with saying is that your kids are not listening to you. They're watching you. Kids are modeling behavior. And while we can tell them to act a certain way or engage in a certain behavior or think a certain way or to be more positive, but words mean nothing. They are literally modeling everything you are doing, how you are showing up and taking that to be the absolute truth. Because here's the thing is that up until the age of nine, our subconscious minds are most impressionable. And as adults, we have the mental faculties to process the world around us and choose accordingly and to rationalize situations. But up until the age of nine, because we don't have the, sorry, because our mental faculties haven't developed as yet, we take everything literally. And let's say that you're working, you're working really hard because you want to make some money so you put food on the table and give your kids a good life. But in the process, you're also not spending quality time with them. You're neglecting them. That in their minds comes across as I'm not lovable. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a client of mine who is a working mom. And we were talking about how like she, one of the, her goals was to minimize her screen time and just be really present with her kids. Cause she was like, yeah, I spend a lot of time with my kids, but a lot of times it's like, okay, they're doing their thing and I'm on my phone or I'm looking up and down. And again, is that, okay, you might soothe yourself and say, yeah, yeah, I'm spending time with my kids, but you got to really ask yourself, is that quality time? Because otherwise the message that they're taking is I'm not important. And again, if they don't do this necessarily work on themselves, as an adult, can you imagine what kind of patterns they're going to be creating for themselves with their messaging? And it's even when it comes to the way we eat our foods or our relationship with money or our relationship with our partners or with our friends or what we prioritize, what we value, that is what your kids are picking up on. It might not even seem like it, but let's say, for example, your kids are eating a meal, the same meal as your husband, but you're eating a separate meal because you're on a really strict diet, which only involves like... Wait, sorry, one second. I'm just gonna turn my WhatsApp notifications on. I need to remember to do that every time I hit record. But anyways, let's say that you guys are on the dining table together and they're eating the same meal as your husband, but you're on a really strict diet and you're just eating like, but again, it's not a sustainable diet. It's like a bowl of vegetable soup. As an adult, what's gonna happen over time? They're gonna start to see eating a balanced meal as being negative and that in order to be considered pretty, I need to be skinny. That's just one tiny example. Or let's say that you're constantly projecting your fears around money, saying statements like money doesn't grow on trees, or even when they're eating their meals is don't waste food, they're starving kids in Africa. Again, they don't have the mental faculties to process what you're saying. So over time, your statements are creating fear around money, which as an adult, it creates a huge scarcity mindset. And it's also creating this idea that I need to finish everything on my plate, otherwise I'm ungrateful. And over time, that leads to overeating, that leads to obesity, and so many other health issues. And these are just two tiny examples, but really 
ask yourself, what, what is the messaging that I'm telling my kids? So what am I telling them that they should be doing? And are my actions aligning? And if they're not, that is where you got to really pay attention to. And at the end of the day, you have to also realize that kids are natural empaths. They are constantly absorbing your energy. And as much as you can be with your kids, but when you're feeling zapped, when you're feeling depleted, when you're feeling drained, they're picking up on that. And that over time, that creates a very unstable environment for your children. And it's almost like it's normalizing that we should be walking around feeling drained and frustrated or whatever negative emotions coming up for you. But think about it on the flip side, when you're just your happier self, when you're just so fulfilled in life, how much more abundant do you feel and how much more do you have to offer and give? And can you imagine as a mom, what that translates to in terms of the kind of energy you're giving to your child? Again, you're creating a healthy, stable environment for that child. And as much as we can buy nice things for children and spoil them and send them to the best education and take them on amazing holidays. The best gift you can give to your child is to create a safe, stable environment for them as they're growing up. And here's a catch. We can only create that for another human being when we feel safe and secure within ourselves. And that is why creating habits that allow us to regulate our nervous system is so important. It's not just for the feel good factor, but it's what that translates to. Because here's the thing is that when your nervous system is on overdrive, when it is dysregulated, it's going to conjure up all these fears, all these doubts, all these insecurities, mood swings, anxiety, irrational fears. You're going to be short tempered with your kids. And again, your emotional volatility, because you don't have control over your emotions, which is a natural byproduct of a dysregulated nervous system. Again, it's creating so much instability, so much fear within your child. And over time, you're also dysregulating their nervous system. And so next time you ask yourself, oh, should I meditate? But I need to go drop my kids to school. I need to do this. It needs to be a priority because yes, dropping my kids to school is important. But then I will wake up that five minutes earlier, that 10 minutes earlier, so that I'm able to not only be with them physically present, but the emotional presence that I'm giving to them is going to be far greater. And, you know, as an adult, over time, I can now start to understand why people act in a way that I don't necessarily deem as right. And I'll give you an example. And again, I'm, what I, I will preface this by saying that I'm not the moral police. Everyone acts in the way that they deem is correct. But again, some people act in a way that's totally out of integrity. And in the past, I used to question, like, how could people do it? But now I can understand. So for example, let's say that someone finds it okay to share information about other people. And I say this because that's one thing which is a complete no-no. <laughs> whether you're a client, whether you're a friend, or just someone I have a passing conversation with, if you have been vulnerable enough with me and shared something that is personal to you, it is in a vault that will never be opened. The key has been destroyed because I just think it is so immoral to pass personal details about someone else. But anyways, we all know that there are some people who take pleasure in sharing other people's details, personal details that was told in confidence. And I never used to understand how could people feel okay doing this. But if growing up, if you saw your mom doing it or your dad or another authority figure doing it, the way your mind processes it is that that is okay for me to do. And 
again, everyone is doing the best they can based on their level of awareness and what they know to be true. And so that's why they don't feel that guilt or that shame doing it. Or let's say that growing up, you saw one of your parents cheating on your other parent. And that was the basis of their marriage. As an adult, it can, you can either go in one of two ways. You will either become the most loyal and faithful partner because you don't want to inflict the pain you saw one of your parents experiencing. Or in your mind, you will, see, you will think that cheating is okay. It can be part of a relationship. And therefore, you will recreate that toxic pattern. And also what happens is, is that our state of being is wired for familiarity and staying comfortable. And even though on a logical level, it makes no sense, but if it feels safe, if the emotion that is being conjured in that moment is familiar, we will gravitate to it, even though again, logically it makes zero sense. And what do I mean by that is that let's say that growing up, one of your parents was highly aggressive and always yelling and that was all you knew to be true. As an adult, because that feeling of constantly being triggered by someone else's anger and aggression is what you grew up experiencing, if you don't do this deep internal work within yourself, you will find yourself being attracted to either friends or to bosses or to partners who exhibit the same behavior, who are highly aggressive, highly angry, and who constantly leave you feeling in a state of discomfort and feeling triggered and that fear factor. And especially if you are raising daughters, one thing which I will say, and I say this because self-worth is something I do a lot of work with with my clients because the way we value ourselves is a starting point of everything. And also it determines what we're able to attract and receive in our lives because when we don't feel worthy and deserving, we will block ourselves from the kind of abundance that we actually want because the universe is not punishing you. It's not rewarding you. It is just responding to you. And if you want to attract a high value outcome, you got to feel so worthy and so deserving, literally walking around your life feeling and thinking and acting like abundance is your birthright because it really is your birthright. But again, if you don't feel that, if you feel like you're not worthy, you're not deserving, you will only block yourself from experiencing the kind of blessings that are available to you. And Again, self-worth is an issue both men and women face, but I think it's given the way our society has been built up, it's low self-worth is much more common within women. And this is for various reasons, whether it's the media or cycles that have been passed on for generations. And really ask yourself, how am I exhibiting a high self-worth for myself? Because that is what my daughter is picking up. So am I brave enough to draw boundaries? Am I brave enough to express what I need? Am I investing in myself and taking care of myself? Am I carving out time and prioritizing my needs? Because again, when you're operating and acting from a level of high self-worth, like I am worthy and I'm deserving and not only saying these empty, these empty words, but actually aligning your actions. That is, you're teaching your daughter from the, a young age, it is safe to value yourself. It is normal to value yourself. You can see that I'm deserving and I'm, in that I'm giving you the permission to know that you are deserving too. Because like I said, 
We can say all we want. We can tell our kids to repeat affirmations, but they are not listening to you. They are just watching you. And as much as it's so important to do this deep internal work on ourselves for ourselves primarily. So really working on our doubts, our fears, our insecurities, healing wounds, addressing emotional baggage that we've been carrying for so long, addressing thought patterns and stories which no longer serve us, questioning our limitations, expanding what is possible for us. Well, it's really important to do it for us first, but if you are sometimes procrastinating and telling yourself you'll do it one day or you don't have time, then remind yourself that you're not only doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the child you love. You're doing it for the child you're raising. And most importantly, you're doing it for the mom who deep down you know you want to be. And, you know, we constantly ask ourselves, especially now, let's talk at ourselves, raising kids is not a small price. It requires a lot of money. And, you know, we're constantly asking ourselves, do I have the finances to have a kid? Do I have the finances to raise two kids, three kids? But, and that's really important. I'm not discounting that. And yes, I think we all need to be in a position where we can provide the adequate resources to give our children a good life. But in addition to asking ourselves, do we have the finances to raise kids? We also need to start asking ourselves better questions. Like, do I have the patience? Do I have the level of self-awareness? Do I have the communication skills that every child deserves? And if you want to be, if you want your kids to have the best upbringing, the best childhood, and essentially the best quality of life, ask yourself, who is raising that child? Who is responsible for their upbringing? Who is responsible for giving them a leg up in life? It's me. And so in order for me to provide the best experience and upbringing and really give them that leg up that I know they deserve, then I need to be the best version of myself. I need to be the most fulfilled version of myself. I need to be the most abundant version of myself. And while I can put it off and say now is not at the time or I'm, you know, my kids are too important or I have to be around. And yes, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not taking away from that. But in order for all that to happen, you need to be your happier self and your healthier self. And you got to really sit with yourself and ask yourself, am I that yet? And if not, what is one thing I can do to move in that direction? And like I said, I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for the children that I am raising. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on this, especially if you are a mom and you are, you know, looking to raise more self-aware kids, more mindful kids, and just really looking to empower your kids with the tools to move forward in a way that, you know, sometimes we don't have, we didn't have growing up. And that's not because our parents didn't care, but like I said, everyone's doing the best they can based on what they know. And we, as a generation, we're a lot more self-aware than previous generations, which is amazing because now we know better, we can do better. And so I spend most time on Instagram. My handle is at kushboo.koa. I would love to hear your thoughts. So please come and send me a DM. Let me know what you thought. And before I sign out, what I will say is that I do have a couple of coaching spots open for my one-on-one coaching program, Up Level Your Life, where we do this, exactly what we talked about in this episode. Really work through your resistance, your doubts, your fears, your limitations, and whatever stories are no longer serving you and essentially creating habits 
and the right foundation has set you up in order to be your most happiest, healthiest, and fulfilled version of yourself. And so if this is something you're ready for at this stage of your journey, then you can head to the link in the show notes for more details. And there's also a link to apply. And in the meanwhile, I'm sending you love and all the abundant vibes. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week. But in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.